0: Hello and welcome to according to John, where today we are doing part two on, if I struggle with habitual sin, do I lose my salvation? And, and we ended part one with, uh, Philippians three, 12 through 15, where Paul encourages, uh, all believers, uh, of the Christian maturity, right? If you're of this maturity uh, and then, and he speaks of that Philippians 3, 12 through 15. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is we are going to Duke and I are going to give you the the victory side of it. How can we have victory? How can we get mature? How can we grow in this grace that we talked about? How can I fully surrender to God? Like we're gonna look at that whole side of it because if you don't grasp that, you'll never grasp.
1: Uh, you'll you'll never get rid of rid of your habitual sin. Yeah, that first podcast was kind of identifying the problem and the, the flesh that we still live in until Jesus comes and takes us home and, and why the battle, but, but man, we're going to jump in on the victory that we have through Christ.
0: Got to get it. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And the question that we're going to finish in part two is uh habitual sin and that we struggle with. Will it cost me my salvation? and of course the short answer to that is no and the the long answer
1: is coming up right after duke prays for let's us let's pray <laughs> father this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith lord you've called us to holiness not arrogance but holiness uh just to be full of jesus empty of self uh being filled with uh confrontation when necessary and, and kindness always and uh, knowing when to hold them, when to hold, uh, when to fold them, and to, and to just show Jesus to our generation. Let this uh, 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 message today, this conversation, help your people to grow strong in Jesus. We pray in His name, Amen.
0: Amen. Okay, so we ended where Paul says, "Hey," um, in in uh verse fifteen of Philippians three twelve. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind and um and if you think otherwise god will reveal it to you so if we're gonna if if as long as we understand if we're pursuing a lifestyle of habitual sin that will hinder our ability to live for jesus or live the life that that god intended for us Uh, romans 6 11 through 14 likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin but present yourselves to god as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to god Verse 14, for sin shall not have yeah, dominion yeah, yeah. over you, for you are not under
1: law, but under grace. My favorite word in that text, reckon. Yourselves to be dead indeed and to sin. There's some facts that are there. There's a cross. There's an empty tomb. There's a risen Savior. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. Recognize these. These are things that we believe. Do you believe that Christ suffered, uh, bled, and died, or rose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, recognize it to be true. You trusted God's power for the penalty of your sin with the shedding of his blood. Now you've got to trust Him with the power of God to help you now with sin that's trying to reign over you, but Christ will reign over you. Reckon it to be so. Recognize the facts that God has laid out a plan for our salvation and our sanctification. Right. And know. you got to be dead. you so gotta,
0: you got to die to what you desire right. when you desire what God
1: doesn't. And Jesus, that's what he said. Pick up your cross. That and was the point. I, I, a point. Nice rant after a total faux pas. <laughs> so, so, how about
0: Romans? How about this one? Romans 13, 12 through 14, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Yeah,
1: I, we, my pastor called that cleaning house. Cleaning house. Make and, no provision uh, for it. I had uh, some, some provocative uh, blacklight posters that were hanging in my bedroom that did not glorify Christ. Right. <laughs> and Jesus and me said, "Take them down.
0: <laughs> it's got to go. It's got to go." Well, you know, it was re- was real interesting though about we talk about sin and this habitual sin, and and how it does pull us down. And it does take us away from Christ. It does hinder our walk. It hinders our relationship. It hinders our strength It hinder, listen, it hinders everything about us. It just kind of zaps us of, of anything positive. Right. And then what happens is
1: a lot of people let guilt take them out of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Satan is all over us when, we, <sighs> when we failed and yeah. uh, he feels that that guilt. I, I, I. Had a saying I heard years ago, and I love to use it: when Satan reminds you of your past and and, you, and your failure, you remind
0: him of his future. You remind him of his future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, but but people will live in in guilt of what they've done, almost like their forgiveness is of more value than God's. Mm-hmm. You know, because you'll say, "Well, listen, God's forgiven you, but I can't forgive myself." Well, l- listen. Who cares? You, you couldn't do righteous either. So you better let go and let God. And, and if you don't, and you let guilt take you out of the fight, Romans 8, uh, 1 through 17 will help you. And I'm only going to read verse 1. But you guys can look this up on your own. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh but walk according to the spirit and then it goes on and the reality is if if you just let go
1: and you let God, that guilt goes away yeah you know there's someone, no condemnation when somebody makes that statement, I can't forgive myself. And it's just Satan all over your brain. Oh, my goodness. You know, right? first of all, you're self centered or you wouldn't say that. <laughs> this is true. And you have just denied what God said. If you confess your sins, I am faithful for, uh, and just, forgive your sin, forgive yeah. your sin, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So when you make that statement, it sounds so humble. It's really not. It's not. It's it's self centered. Yeah. It's, it's, pride. It, defiant. it's it, pride. It's pride. Mm. It's defying God, what yeah. God's word says. Yeah. But it, you, you, it just puts you front and center. That's where your flesh wants to be fr- front and centered right. and the reality is if you confess it you're forgiven don't ever make that statement again yeah move on well here here's the cool part too I, I love verse 12 romans 8 12
0: therefore brethren we are not debtors not to the or we are debtors but not to yes. the flesh amen we are debtors but not to the flesh uh to live according to the flesh we're, we're, we're not we don't owe this world anything to live according to it. We're debtors to Christ. He died for us. Verse 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the spirit, you, you put to death, the deeds of the body and you will live it. That's the, that maturity we're talking about and living a spiritual life and surrendering it all in, in part one. If you do that, then you have victory. You don't live that habitual sin, and you put it to death, and now you have life. You will live, meaning that it will no longer keep you imprisoned. You will be free.
1: And the Lord makes you free, you are free Free indeed. Indeed.
0: But then there's a flip to that coin of of not letting guilt eat your lunch Uh, because, you know, uh, people have a tendency to uh, go to the extreme on everything. And so the flip to that Duke is this, we can't let God's willingness to forgive us, uh, allow that to lull us into apathy or to give us permission to keep on sinning. Well, I'm forgiven anyway, right? I mean, oh
1: my goodness. Yeah. That's back to self-centeredness. You know, I, I, a phrase I use years ago and, and continue to this day, it's like Satan sends guilt. God sends conviction, mm-hmm. conviction will identify your sin. You agree with God, you confess it. It is forgiven no matter how you feel, right? It's forgiven because right. God says so. Yeah. Well, That's not up how to you. I feel, I feel. It's like, yeah. stop it, yeah. stop it. And that guilt comes from Satan. Yep and then you you're kind of in agreement with saying yeah i am a loser and then you you just he just wipes you off he, yeah. he's taken away your power he's taking away your joy yep. and you have this fake humility yep. well i just don't think i'm so low well wait a minute i'm forgiven without christ we're all losers i know that but we right. are not outside of christ right we have him we have the power of the holy spirit he right. does forgive us and so we agree with god in our confession and our forgiveness—we don't deserve it. Not by the works we do. It's a—it's all by grace. We are forgiven. Lift
0: up your heads. Well, you know the thing that really frustrates me is when you talk about you don't have to live in sin or whatever. Or they'll say people say, "Well, I—I I know, but I, I know I mess up. But I'm—I'm I'm only human." And it's like, really,
1: that's—that's that's a sorry excuse. You're deceived, human. Hello. You are a rebellious human. Hello. And you can just say, I'm going to be a confessing human. There you go. And then that all that cycle breaks. Yeah. How about this, guys? Uh,
0: Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? we we die to it we let it go we don't use god's forgiveness as our safety net to continue to sin we
1: bring glory to god by controlling our behavior that sin that we allow grieves the holy spirit it 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 ruins our testimony It gives us this pathetic spirit where we say, Well, I'm only human. (laughs) I hate that. I hate like like I literally
0: just want to do a throat punch
1: when I hear that. Just a disobedient (laughs) Christian uh, or maybe not a Christian at all, but at least disobedient Christian and look to Jesus and get through all that stuff.
0: Yeah. How about this, guys? I got one for you. First John two, one through two. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins,
1: and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. That word propitiation means paid for. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's finished. Uh, <laughs> God has had a plan to deliver you from that. It's mm-hmm. all through Jesus. And you just, it's, it's, you know, it's really not a matter of comprehending all this just a matter of dying to self. That's what it comes down to. I can walk in victory and I don't even understand all the theology about how Satan's tempting me and and the immaterial how part of How j- about if I'm just obedient? Just, yeah, Jesus. What Jesus said, if you love me, Keep my commandments. Just do what I say. You know, we babysit grandchildren, and uh, it's just so much simpler when they obey us. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> they have all the benefits of Papa and yeah. and, and and Mia. They call yeah. them my wife Mia. They have all the benefits, but they have to obey Obed- us. It comes with a cost, there and it's, it's called
0: price. obedience. It's yeah. like your benefit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? If you
0: disobey, you <laughs> will not get cookies right. for dinner. Listen, we can come to Jesus and find mercy and grace in the time of our struggle with habitual sin. Look here in Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore, and I love this, let us therefore come boldly the throne of grace don't come timid don't don't come boldly knowing that god is a god that answers prayer and really desires for you and i to live a sin-free life but come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help
1: in time of need and that time of need is that critical moment where i'm going to sin or -hmm. not sin yeah the critical moment's huge what are you going to do like your
0: decision in that critical moment is literally going to determine Whether you're going to be
1: freed or imprisoned. I see the next verse over there. Relying, or the next line. Yeah, we're not there yet. But I want to go there so fast. That's the victory, John. (laughs) That's the victory. Okay. Slow it down. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: First off, you got to remember that he paid the price and penalty for our sins, including the committed sins. After we were saved, look here in Colossians 2 13 through 14. And you being dead in your trespasses and the incircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, him having forgiven you all trespasses,
1: present, future,
0: having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. We're back at the cross. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. It's back to the cross. It's always the cross. It's always what Jesus did for us. It's only what Jesus did
1: for us. And it comes down to, are we going to, Surrender. It's always by grace. It's always through faith and the big word surrender. If I believe, I surrender. I listen to what God says in that moment right. instead of what my emotions feel. Instead of being controlled by my fleshly, old, lustful, nasty nature, we choose Jesus in that moment yep. and that, that there's victory in that moment. And I've had such joy as a pastor right. through the years seeing people struggling you know, I remember this one guy who was like struggling with weed. He'd been smoking weed since like twelve, and he's he just lived on it, and and he was functional weed weedaholic. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> we and, have those. And he was trying yes. to justify. I said, "Dude, stop it! Right, it's sin." And He goes, oh, "That's pretty bold of you." Uh-huh. I said, "It's Jesus telling you to stop this right. foolishness," and he did. He came on and became a great Bible teacher in our church. And isn't that weed-free? great, right? Yeah,
0: weed free man. So listen. With everything we just told you, now we're going to give you some points on what you must do to have this victory.
1: And the first one is what, Duke? (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, because I was patient, and I let you set the table. Here I go (laughs) with great joy. Here's how it begins. We rely on the power of the Holy Spirit who is ever-present, never leaves us, never forsakes us. Oh, it feels so good. Did you get it out? I did. Galatians
0: Five sixteen. Oh, I, I so say, good. <laughs> he says, "I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh." I don't even need to say any more because that answer. Am- we're going to say more, but that answers it.
1: That's it. Spirit of the flesh. We make the choice.
0: Walk in the spirit. You will not habitually sin.
1: Die to self. Pick up that cross. You're walking in victory, dude.
0: Galatians five twenty five if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit and if you walk in the spirit you will not satisfy or you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh guys that uh, hello the holy spirit he is your victor in all this he's your strength your guide your leader your your corrector your teacher your convictor uh he is everything right But you got to rely on His power, and you got to you got to surrender. When He shows you that you're about to walk into a pitfall, you got to turn around and not peek. The problem is, we want to look. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure. Let me look and make
1: sure. I want to take all Johnny said and put it into four words, please. We can't. He can. Amen. That's it.
0: I take it. By the and listen, you can't. We can't stifle His work. Because so many people try to stifle the Holy Spirit's work, right? Or suppress the Holy Spirit's work. We can't do that. First Thessalonians 519, do not quench the spirit. Don't do it. How about Ephesians 430? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption.
1: And I found in that critical moment when we die to self, we pick up that cross, there is exceeding joy. Amen. There is because there is a fulfillment within us, mm-hmm. a
0: satisfaction to know that we got victory because we surrendered and we got everything we were looking for because that's usually
1: what God has for us that we're fulfilled with. Yeah. There's two sides of this coin. There's a side of uh, of of not sinning and then there's a side of Of the things that we he prompts us to do, yeah, the things we don't do, and the things that we do. And you know, the Holy Spirit prompted me to go and speak to the gal, Charlotte, I mentioned in the last Mm. podcast. Yeah, he prompted me, and I obeyed that. Yeah, and I humbled myself. And and what victory everybody got, (sighs) and everyone we became friends yep. that moment, but it'll, it'll last for eternity. And I remember just being prompted for the Holy Spirit in those early days, like not to curse my brothers, uh, being prompted to say, mom, is there something that I can do around the house to help you? My dad had moved out. The divorce was on and she needed, uh, she needed me. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just being an 18 year old jerk, which I'd always been before the Holy Spirit would prompt me to say, mom, is there anything around the house you need me to do? And she, and she did have a honeydew list. Right. And I wasn't honey, but I was, right. I was the guy that had to get it done. You do was the do. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that's so amazing about when the Holy Spirit prompts you and you do something, I've seen you do that so many times, Johnny, you're out somewhere and you buy lunch for somebody stranger and they just, they start crying and that's the best thing that ever happened to me. And you don't even know me. and, and you know, the Holy Spirit prompts us to do things. You know, what a blessing you can get for ten or twelve bucks. Amen. You know? Yeah. And and I, I've seen you do that, uh, you know, many, many times. And not just in you know, buying know somebody lunch oh, yeah. But, um, whatever yeah. yeah whatever it is but when you know we the, there's that temptation to yield to the lust of the flesh lust of the the eyes uh, the pride of life so that's the negative side to things that we don't want to do but then there's a p- yielding to the positive side well that, and that's that's being filled with the holy spirit Right. And if we're filled And what fun it is. It really is. Because you know, God's
0: got some crazy things for us. We man. sit
1: outside the 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 sub shop and had guys, businessmen sitting out there crying mm-hmm. because Johnny bought them a sub. Isn't that crazy? You know how and, it affects their lives. Just yeah. anything. And or tell them you're praying for them,
0: whatever. But listen, I'm gonna tell you that if if you surrender completely to the Holy Spirit, you will be filled by the Spirit and then you will do works of god in ephesians 5 15 through 20 for your records write it down i'm not going to read it all but it says this see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise verse 16 redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is and then he goes on and i'm going to tell you to to understand what the will of the Lord is means a a, a a complete surrender, and when we do that, like you said, it's not boring.
1: Would you agree? When we surrender, we have peace, love, joy, absolutely, long suffering gentleness all the fruits of the spirit all the fruits of the spirit are there not just one of them but they all just they're exploding it can be so much fun being a christian but you have to be an obedient christian listen i i
0: have well people don't you know when they look at me they're like yeah you're not what i would think of as a pastor why well because i enjoy life right and and i'm not bound by man's rules i'm bound by god's righteousness and when I surrender to that, life just becomes amazing, man. I have so much fun with it. And so you if you're going to be filled, you have to surrender and redeem the time, not as unwise, not as the foolish. Then um, we have to be smart and we have to be on guard. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is so many times people get complacent, and next thing you know, they're where they shouldn't be but you have to be smart verse uh, of second Peter three seventeen. You therefore beloved. That's the Christian. Since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness being led away by the error of the wicked. And so you have to be smart and you have to be on guard. Beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness being led away with the air of Wick, of the wicked mm-hmm. you got to be on guard
1: yeah in james it talks about it. I think we use it in the earlier podcast, be uh, aware for Satan is in a uh, roaring, roaring lion, lion yeah. who may devour. And so as we are walking in victory, we're sensing this is not me. This is him. He is being lifted up in me, through me. People are seeing Christ in me. They're out there crying in the parking lot. And the devil doesn't like that. And he, he'll he pinpoint. He'll target those kind of people. But we're mindful of it. Right. And our victory yeah. isn't, oh, I got to overcome him now. no, 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 right. no. You don't have to overcome. You just submit to Jesus again you just stay in a spirit of, mm-hmm. of kindness and brokenness and humility yeah. you walk in that that's spirit. how you're filled ephesians then, 5 15 through 20 and then he has to flee from us yeah but we can't we can't coast today on commitments we made yesterday absolutely romans
0: 6 12 through 14 Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in it's lust and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law, but grace. And I know I've read that earlier, but I want to read it again because you hear it's very clear. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not allow, right? Do not present yourself. Do not let sin reign. You control this. The Bible is very clear that we control the actions of our bodies.
1: Go back to that R word, reckon it to be so. God said it is so. This is how it works. Right. I'm here. Right. Believe me. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Die to self. And as we do, all heaven breaks loose. Absolutely, and when we
0: don't, well, all hell breaks loose yeah, too. You yeah. Know? Man, okay. How about this one? Uh, so, so we talked about uh, relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, do not squelch the Holy Spirit. Uh, be filled by the Holy Spirit. Be smart and on guard. And then we are looking
1: at resist temptations. That's our part. He's going to be with us. When that temptation comes up, he's with us. But if, did we set that temptation up? You know, I remember when I got saved, I I had been smoking pot like every day, morning, noon, and night for years. I was convicted. I tried to stop. I failed. I woke up, uh, uh, in the morning I lit up and then I went, I, I I closed my day with, 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 uh, a joint and, and then I got saved. And then (coughs) I remember the night I got saved I took that. I had about an, I had maybe a couple ounces, and I dumped it down the toilet. My brothers were crying. Yeah, give <laughs> it to us. But, but see, I w- what was happening now? Right. I was making no provision for the flesh. Right. Because when I wake up tomorrow morning, uh, to burn the pornography. Right. <laughs> mm. You see, Jesus was radically taken over.
0: So check this out, dude. I. I decided a couple of months ago to. No sugar, strict, no sugar, no processed food. If it came out of a factory, I wasn't doing it. If it came from a plant or God created it, I would, I would eat it. And I went seven and a half weeks of no sugar, dropped 20 pounds. Like it was, it was pretty drastic. Right. And all I did was cut out sugar and processed chemical food. Then we have a party. Oh yeah. A Christmas uh banquet and I was like cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> I jumped on that thing like I owned it. And then I'm like, okay. And then someone gives me something else and then someone makes me something and then my wife makes something and then so here I am. Um since that since that banquet, I have not surrendered uh or gotten away from the sugar as I'm still eating it and then th- yesterday day before yesterday, I for the first time had to take medicine for heartburn. I was bloated. I couldn't lay flat. I had to sleep in the recliner. All that went away when I wasn't doing any sugar. I had no heartburn. I had no bloating. I had clear thinking. I had my muscles felt strong. I had energy. Then I've eaten the sugar. Now I have uh, no energy. I feel bloated. I got heartburn. I got to sleep in a recliner. Uh, It's just everything that I hated has come back, right? And I told Sherry yesterday, I said, I'm done because this sugar, I feel it, I feel it killing me. And now I'm at a crossroads. Am I going to go back to no sugar again?
1: Or am I going to allow it to ruin my life? This man is the most transparent man I know. (laughs) I love that about you, John. (laughs) That's where I'm at. It gets real, isn't it? It's real,
0: dude. It's real. And I'm telling you, it's a battle because Christmas time, I made it through Halloween. I made it through Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, and then I hit Christmas and fell off the wagon. Dude, I didn't fall. I jumped with scuba gear on ready to go swimming deep. But Resist I didn't temptation. realize it until like after I had the first piece of sugar dude it was like heroin mm. i just was like no cookie monster <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrible but i'm gonna tell you you have to resist temptations
1: yeah. As you get older, there's more temptations in different packages. And the
0: resisting is harder because you don't have the energy and the strength that you used to when you were younger. Yeah, except we
1: lean on the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Hebrews 12, 4 says it. Well, first off, James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. We read that. But then some people are like, oh, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Well, here's what I love about this in in uh, uh, Hebrews twelve four, you have not yet resisted the bloodshed, striving against sin. Listen, if you haven't went to the nth degree, which is your life, then you've not resisted
1: hard enough, yeah. according to Scripture. With the resistance of temptation in the early days, I always taught, be careful where you go. right. Be careful who you're with because even those people that gave you those, those sweets, they love you to death. Oh, they, they just love me. They don't understand the, 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 the critical, how this is poisoning your body. You know, when I was younger, I could handle, uh, sugars a lot better than I can now. I'm type two diabetic and I can't, I gotta be very careful mm. about sugar intake. but you know what I've learned? I learned from this guy. I do uh, vin- uh apple cider vinegar with the mother, with the, the mother, the real stuff. Uh, uh, cinnamon. I, of course I was on that before and, uh, turmeric, uh, fasting, what do you call it? The intermittent fasting. I eat my first meal around 11, 12 o'clock and my last meal about five o'clock and I do 18 hours of fasting a day and my blood sugars have dropped. I'm, I'm pretty much have victory there through natural but, but means, but you know what but, all that meant? Work
0: and discipline, yeah. and 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 uh, resisting temptation, th- resisting temptation,
1: and avoiding enticements. That's the other thing. So we resist temptations and we avoid enticements. Yeah, and you know when I'm, a, uh, I'll, I'll go to the the table at the Christmas places I've been, and this week, and there there's a big beautiful salad, so I'm going to jump on that mm-hmm. baby. I want to jump on the stuff that's really good and then I see the stuff that yeah better not do that.
0: It's control. And Listen, avoid enticements. How about this for a verse? I love this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5:22. Abstain from every form of evil. It's pretty
1: simple, isn't Period. it? Period. Abstain. We just need the Holy Spirit to make that happen. <laughs> but He's evil. there. He's here. <laughs> he doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Right? And it's so um, um, We're amazing yeah. uh, as I, I'm watching. There's a gal I knew uh, from Bible College. She was a student. I was a, uh, and uh, she she was very heavy and a very very attractive girl. She's pretty, but she was really really big and and she. Uh, um, Got under conviction that my body's God's temple, and she stepped it up about a year and a half ago. You should see her today. It is absolutely amazing. But it's these things yep. Yep. resisting temptations, avoiding yep. enticements, who you run around with. And she is encouraging so many people, and she walks in so much victory. And uh, she is healthy, and she's strong, and she's happy, and she's right. bringing great uh, enthusiasm for health to other mm-hmm. people. Yep. And it's it, she's very humble by putting up some pictures of herself that were yeah. Right. Think about that, yeah, man. They, that's when, you know, they're in it to this win. This is it. who, this is where I started right. with and here's where I am. And she's yeah. very modest in how she is today, right. but she has be, become outwardly, the beautiful woman that she always was inwardly and bringing great thing. And she's healthy, right? She's got little, that's children the key and the little she children have healthy. a healthy mother, yeah. but she's had to resist temptation, right, to right. avoid enticing. Well, you
0: know what's crazy? I'm going to put this out there, just why not, right? I talked about the sugar, the sugar that when I stopped eating sugar. So within three days, uh, my joints quit hurting. I was doing four ibuprofen a night just to get some sleep, right? A constant, man. Or or I lived in pain because I didn't want the ibuprofen to destroy me, so I just wait until nighttime and take it at night. And I was in a motorcycle accident about three and a half, four years ago. At where a lady went left to center and hit me head on. And it jacked my hip up and my elbow and some of my hand and everything. And so uh, it gets incredibly painful. And the joint pain was ridiculous. I quit doing sugar. After the third day of no sugar, the joint pain was diminished greatly. After a week, I had no joint pain. I never took ibuprofen. A week after I stopped sugar, I stopped doing any ibuprofen. And then guess what I had to do? two days ago, oh boy. ibuprofen yeah. because the hip pain and the joint pain is back. Um, here's the reality, like we know, I know, I know that, that sugar is poison, but am I going to resist temptations and avoid enticements? Um, I, it's work, guys. I mean, this is being real, right? I mean, this is legit. legit, uh, but I will tell you this, sugar is more addicting and harder to quit than drinking and drugs. And the reason is, is in everything it's everywhere. And it's completely accepted by society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the accepted poison.
1: You know what we're, I'm, I'm getting from what you're saying now, Johnny, and what, what I shared as well. And I think our audience, here are listening. This is not a one and done thing.
0: No, it's, it's that it is that constant avoiding sin and not allowing the flesh to take provision in the sin. And, and listen, that, that me eating sugar, is it sinful? No. My point to it all is, is that it is destroying my
1: body as long as I'm eating it. And also I re- said, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Yeah. This is not a sin that, oh, Johnny, you know, he just spit in Jesus face. He, he ate a, uh, he had a piece of cake. No, but it's not expedient for you and your right. body is right. God's temple. Well,
0: and-, and, and it, listen, I'm, I'm six foot, uh, now I'm, I'm, under 200, but uh, I've usually always been for the majority of my adulthood, six foot, uh, 205 to 210 pounds. I care. I I feel like I have a decent athletic build. I carry myself well. I work out. It's not like I'm fat and out of shape or whatever. Um. So so it's not a matter of sin, but it is a matter of realizing this is not good for me. And and if I want if I want to walk victorious in life without the pains and the struggles and the angst and the and, and all that that comes with a poor diet uh, or sugar, um, if I don't want to if I don't want to live that way, then then I got to discipline myself and stop. And if you have habitual sin, you're going to have to discipline yourself to stop it. Doesn't Th- is sugar good? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Is, but but is it good? Is, is it beneficial to me? No, to me and to anyone is not beneficial. And so, like you, I have to make a decision: Am I going to resist sugar? Am I going to avoid the enticements? Uh, you know, am I going to discipline myself and put myself in a position to have victory over the problem? Uh, which for me is sugar. For you, it it may be whatever it is, that habitual sin that we're doing this podcast on. But I'm going to tell you, as you said, if, if you're not working, you're not worshiping. And, guys, it's going to take work, which shows that you're worshiping God because you're trying to do what he wants. And that takes us to the next point, and that
1: is we have to stand on the word of God. Yeah. I call it promise claiming. We have to do it. He makes his promises, and we reckon it to be true. God is not a liar. He made me a promise. I'm leaning in on that promise. I'm hiding his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I remember as a new believer, I went to my Sunday school teacher, and I said, okay, I'm struggling with this and this and this and this. He gave me two verses on each one. I memorized them. I've been using them ever since. Amen, right? Fifty years later, I'm still using those verses.
0: Matthew four four, but he answered and said... And this is Jesus saying this. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what we are to live by. Second Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so, and by the way, it's, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. The word of God puts us in a state
1: of lacking nothing. That's a nice state, isn't it? We got it all. It's beautiful. And then, uh, I mean, just think about it. I'm turning 70 years old next week, and I got it all. I mean, I haven't arrived. I'm not super Christian, but I... uh i reconciled with charlotte years ago right and she's my friend even to this day i saw her at a class reunion and we love one another it's, it's massive and it, it's the victory those victories are, are eternal right and it's all based on christ and uh my flesh is as rotten today as it was when i got saved at age 18. and i know that and i have no confidence in in myself But I know that when I pick up that cross, I know that when I resist temptation by cleaning house, I know when I get rid of the dope, I'm not going to smoke a joint in the morning because there's no dope in the house. I know that if I get rid of the porn, there's not going to be porn you know, I'm not going to have that, that problem will go, you know, I mean, it's still to be the desire and the, and the, the loss of the flesh will still be there with me, but I won't be looking at anything I don't have. So we clean house, we clean the cupboards. My wife, she buys such healthy food, drives me nuts sometimes, but <laughs> right. then I love her and I'm intermittent fasting and have my little, my avocado and my hard boiled egg and, um, Uh, for breakfast and a couple pieces of bacon. And then I'm hungry again at 4 o'clock, and she hands me a little bowl full of mixed nuts, and I love them. They're delicious, and they're healthy. And then we have a a healthy dinner, and and I've I've lost uh, 10 pounds without dieting. Just, just eating, eating right, just eating good stuff, yeah. and uh, and I have more strength. My sugar's under control, so we're, pretty much all of us. You once you hit about fifty, you're in this whole right. health issue. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, we're encouraging a little. What's bit. What's
0: funny is I I when I started the no sugar thing, I was two ten, and I'm like, yeah, I was two oh eight. I was bouncing right around there, and I was like, yeah, it's time for it to go. I got down all the way down to one eighty five.
1: Wow. That's where I just hit that uh, And weeks ago.
0: I told my wife I was like, I don't like this weight. I, I like feeling stronger and and so bigger. and being bigger, right? Yeah. And so I am um, back up to 200, but I have been diligently in the gym, which I have a gym in my basement, um, uh, a workout center in my basement but but I was like, hey, okay, I don't like this. I like being bigger. I like having more muscle. I like feeling stronger, and so what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to put it back on, but I'm going to do
1: it right—healthy yeah. weight, not yeah. Muscle. And
0: so, so guys, listen, it's it's all about making good decisions and then standing with them. And so I have. So what we've talked about for the victory is relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then be smart and be on guard. Then we talked about resist temptations, avoid enticements, stand on God's word. And there's one last point, and we're going to be done with this one. And that is seek the way of escape that God gives you. Go through the door he opens. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says this, and you need to hear this because this eliminates your excuse. Victors have a process and they discipline themselves and they walk through the fire. Losers have excuses and blame shifts. And blame shift. Can't do it, guys. Here we go. In 1 Corinthians 10:13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. We all face it. We all have the same battle. But, but, but I love the, but I love the, but, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You are without excuse. I am without excuse. Duke, you are Absolutely. without excuse. And so if I am going to be victorious, I have to understand through all the scriptures that I've been given you guys and that I have read and that I know, I have to understand that I am victorious if I choose to be because I allow the Holy Spirit to work through my life in my life. I will be victorious. You will be victorious. But if I choose to ignore the word of God, If I choose to not allow the Holy spirit to work in me, if I choose to ignore the way of escape that God gives me, I'm the loser. I will maintain a lifestyle of sin. The habitual sin will habitually
1: kick my tail, control us. And as, as we're being controlled, the enemy will guilt us out. People will look at us and say, man, I don't want to be like that. But if we die to self, pick up our cross, follow him, the Holy Spirit kicks in. He gives us power that we don't have on our own. He, he becomes our protector. We just are avoiding temptations where we go, who we're with, uh, avoiding the enticements, we claiming God's word in our heart. And we start tasting the victory Amen. and that victory tastes so good. And to, ha- and to watch your, well, the, the victory,
0: victory tastes sweeter than defeat. <laughs>
1: yeah, because it, does. it sure does. Brother. In in
0: victory, you stand taller, you walk more proud, not in an ungodly way. Your conscience is clear. Your conscience is clear. You're, you're not guilty. You're not beat up. You're not abused. You're not looking over your shoulder, but you have victory and you know, you're going to have one or the other. So put the work into the victory.
1: Yeah enjoy Jesus or, or, or just push him off to the side. Amen.
0: Hey guys, I hope that that has answered your question. I hope that this podcast has helped you. And what I really pray for is that you discipline yourself. You resist even in the blood to make sure that you work and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, until next time, God bless.